Welcome to Patient Stories. My name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and these are stories about some remarkable people whom I've met through the opportunity of being a physician, appreciating the sleeping hours. I met Ms. K after I'd been speaking to a colleague of mine in family medicine about a woman who had refractory headaches, and he tried a number of different medications to no avail. While he wanted to use opioids, I cautioned against this since they were really effective even in the short term, and in the longer term, they were contraindicated. This prompted him to say, well, I'm sending her your way then, you're the expert. I acknowledged that I certainly saw more than my share of headache patients, but thought he still might be able to handle it. And I get more than 10 minutes a patient, you know that, he quipped, shaking his head. That's why I need you to figure it out. It was such a shame to note that the amount of time he had was really just being reactive than thinking, but I said nothing. Happy to see her, I noted, and told him to schedule her into my clinic. When I walked into the clinic room, given the biases I had with respect to my colleague noting that Ms. K had had headaches for months, I was surprised to see a well-dressed, middle-aged woman concentrating on some paperwork she had in her lab. As I entered, she put down the paperwork in the adjacent chair and smiled, reaching out her hand to shake mine. As we exchanged pleasantries, the patient didn't seem to be suffering from ongoing headaches for months, as was noted by my colleague, far from it. I began by asking the patient why she was seeing me, to which she immediately pointed out that it was headaches that were bothering her, chronic headaches that she'd had for some time on a daily basis. The distance between her report and her appearance became even more striking, and she listed out the medications she had tried in the past, at least 10 for various migraines, cluster-type headaches, tension headaches, something that we neurologists typically encounter. While she noted that some of these had worked better than others, all were fairly incomplete in effect, and certainly temporary in nature. And she noted that some of the medications, despite addressing her high blood pressure as well, didn't really increase or decrease the frequency or severity of her headaches. This didn't seem like the standard headache syndrome that I thought I'd run into. As we discussed the patient's history further, I asked her if she was currently having a headache. Not really, she noted without hesitation. My headaches are really mostly in the morning. It's always been that way. And really, it's with a lot of tiredness. I feel like I just can't get up in the morning like I could when I was in my 40s. She described her headaches as pressure at both temples and in the back of her neck. There was no throbbing, nor any tearing or red eyes associated with it, nor feelings like a vice. It turned out that Miss K was a manager of one of the larger department stores in the area and was under some degree of stress. It's a numbers game, you know? she said as we spoke about her fatigue. I'm always looking to trim the expense line, but not the people, she said, shrugging her shoulders. Balance, balance, balance. She then smiled, and I noticed the bags under her eyes more prominently. I then asked her about excessive daytime sleepiness, as well as any issues with falling asleep at night. The patient noted that she was certainly constantly on the go, so she didn't have time to get sleepy during the day and that she didn't get a lot of sleep at night. She had some challenges falling asleep, and oftentimes would be awake tossing and turning until one o'clock in the morning. Can't turn my brain off sometimes, she said wistfully. Wish I could.
As we went over the issues of sleep hygiene, as well as evaluating activities to determine if the patient would fall asleep or just stopping her activities, something called the Epley Sleep Scale, it was clear that Ms. K had very poor sleep hygiene, doing a lot of things that would keep her up at night, from drinking coffee at 8 p.m. to doing computer work in her room until going to bed. Moreover, despite her admonitions about moving all the time, she admitted she'd fallen asleep if she sat down just for a moment during the day, and indeed had fallen asleep in taxis, going from one place to another several times on trips to New York. One of the cab drivers noted that Ms. K snored loudly, and she herself noted that she'd woken herself up several times from hearing herself snore. While she didn't have the usual body type of sleep apnea, overweight with a thick neck, and actually she was quite thin, that didn't preclude her from having a sleep disorder. Well, Ms. K, I said, going over her information, I think your headaches may not be the standard ones that we treat with medications. What do you mean, doctor? I thought this was going to be giving me some narco to deal with the pain. That's what my other doctor was thinking. I'm not sure that would help you at this point, I noted, glancing up from my notes. More than drugs, I think you need something called a sleep study. We discussed the procedure and why I thought it might help the patient. She clearly had excessive daytime sleepiness and needed some help with the sleep hygiene issues. But I was also concerned about her sleep apnea, or at least what I perceived to be that, and the association both with headaches and cardiovascular risk factors. Well, never thought a little insomnia could cause so much of an issue, the patient said with a laugh. But if you can get rid of these morning headaches, that would be great. We scheduled a sleep study for the patient for the next week. Interestingly, the patient had a hard time falling asleep, even without her usual computer work right before going to bed. She did have her 8 p.m. coffee before coming into the center, along with her usual other habits during the week. After she did fall asleep, however, she had significant challenges with her airway, with many awakenings and decreases in oxygen node during the night. While she didn't undergo any testing with the sleep apnea treatment mask we usually have, I knew that after looking at the report, that's what she really needed. As we went over the results, I told the patient I thought that what was causing her headaches, at least in part, that if we get her some sleep apnea control, the impact on her activities to drive sleep into the night with good sleep hygiene, then perhaps we could address a few things at once, specifically her high blood pressure and the headaches but she'd need to commit to both the mask and doing the appropriate behaviors of decreasing computer time before going to bed, getting up and going to bed at the same time, no caffeine, alcohol, naps, etc., etc. Absolutely, doctor, said Ms. K. I need to make some lifestyle changes, and this is the great place to start with me. With the sleep apnea treatment and good sleep hygiene, over the next three months, we were able not only to get the patient off all of her headache medications, but also her blood pressure medications as well. The patient also started to get to the fitness center daily, and the last time I saw her, she had started on psycho classes. It's so good for mental health, she noted to me enthusiastically. Sweating out anxiety is the way to go, not fretting about them while tossing and turning. Sleep is too valuable, I found. I smiled, agreeing with her. Sometimes it's getting over the hump to make changes and appreciating those hours of sleep that makes all the difference. 
Thank you very much for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.